Welcome to the Emotioneering Podcast with me, Melissa Curran, the founder and CEO of the Modern Mind Group. We are emotioneering human performance, not engineering it. In season one, we talked about emotioneering the modern mindset and really about those people skills and the expression and the communication. In season two that we're in now, we're going to have topics center around everything to do with emotioneering business results. And that's going to cover creating great places to work, increasing profits, human capital, the people, getting record-breaking results, and world-class employee engagement. I'm going to be interviewing guests that I know are absolute experts in this area, and will be able to share their knowledge, share their learnings on the journey with you and myself. And I'm really looking forward to getting in to all things emotioneering with them. Remember to subscribe to YouTube, to the Facebook page, to Instagram, LinkedIn. And of course, you can go to the website, modernmindgroup.co.uk, and you'll get our monthly newsletter there. Enjoy the show. On this podcast episode, we are talking about the question, how can employee engagement be improved? This is one of the top questions that is asked to Google every single day about the workplace and the effectiveness of teams. So I've got a lot of experience in this area. Uh, I've worked in learning and performance for over 12 years now and really how to get that discretionary effort that you're looking for is absolutely key. Uh, so, so here's what I want to dive into on this. Getting your employees to fully engage with their work is essential for any business. However, world-class businesses achieve this at scale. And it's not the same as what every other company does, right? It gives you competitive advantage and it is not the average workplace that is able to achieve this high level of engagement. That does not mean that it is not possible for you to do it. It absolutely is. But there are things that fundamentally have to change in the way that you approach people and what you do as a leader in order to get this world-class engagement. Now, That's not to say that we can expect people to love the business as much as us as entrepreneurs or business owners, right? Sometimes they do, and that is amazing. However, it is about that discretionary effort above and beyond, okay? Employee engagement can make or break a business because those who are engaged tend to have better performance than those that aren't. This becomes even more important when you consider how much discretionary effort they are willing to put in, which directly impacts revenue generation, capabilities uh, within the business, and of course, that competitive edge that I was talking about. Uh, Learning about these things from people within one organization may yield great results, uh, but looking outside of an organization might give greater insights, uh, which could help you actually improve faster compared to others. So sometimes it's not just about the team that you're in. It really is about understanding world class and looking at well, what are the possibilities? What are other people doing? What are other teams doing? And how can we actually continuously improve and, and really drive the engagement of our teams? To create a high performing team and one that is highly engaged, it is important to understand the employees who are actually working with you. Uh, businesses have a desire for employee engagement to be high, but few businesses actually achieve this kind of world-class level 
because that, like I said, there's so many different things that you can actually do. So I'm going to touch on some of these today. Uh, I'm not going to keep you on this podcast all day because I could talk about employee engagement all day, but I'm going to give you some really clear insights into how you can actually improve it. Uh, Gallup, just to set the scene, says that world-class engagement and this discretionary effort starts at 36% engagement within a business, which I've talked about before on the podcast because I absolutely was gobsmacked at that. As a performance consultant, working with teams, 36% is not enough. It is about driving much more engagement from a team, even if you look at it on a local level, right? Uh, Imagine, okay, I talk about my volleyball team quite a bit. Imagine that only half of the team, uh, or even if we just take 36% of the team, okay, there's six six or seven players (laughs) that may be uh, rotated on uh, the uh, court at any one time. So 36% of them is not going to win us the game, right? It's not going to get these world-class results. Having this world-class engagement is going to bring about world-class results, high levels of record-breaking um, achievements. Uh, often when I'm working with people, that is what we will see. You'll have happier customers and you will have uh, high retention rates because people will want to stay within the business. Um, your customers will want to stay. Your employees will want to stay. You'll have uh, much lower um, rates of sickness. So your, your absence rates uh, will be a lot lower. And of course, all of this in turn by having happier, healthier working environments and ones that are high performance are going to increase results for the business, okay? Ultimately that. But we need to be able to know a few things and be able to run and and consider certain initiatives that really drive uh, employee engagement. So, So here are a few of them on the podcast today. Number one, know them. If you do not know your team, they're, they're not going to care about the business. They they care, first and f- foremost, it's about themselves, what they want to do, what they can achieve, what they can bring to the workplace, and also how that impacts their whole entire life, uh, their career ahead of them, and their life fulfillment. So you have to know them. Build amazing relationships with people, even people that maybe you don't necessarily click with straight away, spend time to get to know those people, find out more about them, ask them questions uh, to understand where they are, where they've come from, what their likes, their dislikes are, what they're passionate about, because it makes a difference to your relationship and also share about you. It's not just about learning about your teammates. It's about you being able to Lower the guard a little bit and let them know what are your favorite books? What do you listen to? What podcasts are you listening to? Where, where do you like to go if you if you have a Saturday night uh, and you decide to go out? You know, these things that we share with our teams, they help us to bond. and They really help us to connect. So really, really, really important. Uh, all of these particular aspects. Secondly, is the four big human needs. I talk about these a lot because when I talk about it's about them, it really is about them and and us. We have to understand that we have four big human needs that are to be valued, to be safe, to feel in control and to belong. So when any of those are actually crossed and we don't feel them, then, of course, we're not going to be happy or fully engaged with what we're doing and with our work and with the people that we work uh, with. Uh, so being mindful of that and, and knowing them and understanding how everything you do impacts that can, can really help you to start looking at how you can increase employee engagement. 
motivational drivers. If you do not know what motivates your team as individuals, not just guessing, not just saying, oh, yeah, I think it's this. You have to know them. You really do have to know them in order to help them uh, to move forward. Know what it is. Is it that they want a car? Is it that they want to earn more commission? Is it salary? Is it recognition? Is it title? What is it? Find out what it is because it matters to them. So therefore, in order to help them engage in their work, that motivational driver is going to be pivotal to everything else. Goal setting and objectives. You would not believe how many companies out there do not help their teams to set goals and objectives consistently and on a periodic basis, whether that is monthly, whether it's uh, bi-monthly, whether it is uh, twice a month, having conversations about what they want to achieve and how and supporting them and how they can actually get there. So goal setting is absolutely key. It helps us to achieve more and holds us accountable to the things that we want to, to really get. The next one is also an extremely important one that ties into the motivational drivers, and it is rewards, incentives, commission, possibilities, opportunities, experiences within their work. All of these things are classed as rewards or benefits. And I'm not talking about, oh, we get healthcare or any of that. I'm talking about what are the real rewards for the work that you have? Is there, uh, you know, do you have monthly awards for employee um, of the month, for example, is their employee of the year? Do you have accolades that they can work towards if they're recognition driven, if they're much more incentive and monetary driven? It, for example, if they want to buy a house, then, of course, that's going to be part of it. It is more to do with the the, the actual detail of the, the goal or the motivation that they have. But ultimately, the salary is going to be a big factor to that. So having a strong commission structure, one that really helps them to continue to grow and evolve, uh, will definitely keep them engaged. Of course, it will. Uh, you know, a way to be able to earn more, have a bonus for great work is a fantastic way to engage your staff and, and have them really move that level. Right. That move to levels that often people didn't feel were possible, but it is now possible because they've started to see it from from driving towards that carrot, driving towards those rewards uh, that were on play, you know, competitions, all of those things. Gaining buy in. Right. You if you are changing things within the business, if you are making decisions and you haven't gained the buy in, ultimately, it's the leadership team's job um, and abilities. Do they ha do you as a leader or your team of leaders have the ability to influence and involve people? Can they get people um, centered around a common theme, a common goal. Uh, so it's not just about the individual's goal. It's about the team goal and the team um, purpose and, and how they move forward in that. So being able to bring them in, uh, asking for their input, right? Being able to be a little bit slower in, in implementing something because you know how imperative it is to gain their buy-in to what the change is going to be. So to slow you know maybe the release of or the implementation of something by a little bit of time to be able to gather information from the employees that you have so that they feel like they've been heard and that they've been considered in the process tools software data all of this good stuff uh, have you got programs software data tools that the team can use to know how they're doing to know what their benchmark is to visually see it 
time and time again, because that helps you have this social proof. It becomes black and white, right? No one can deny that when uh, a rugby team are on the pitch and they're playing, if they look up to the scorecard, they know whether they're ahead or whether they are behind. And that's what helps them to put in the discretionary effort and to keep going, um, to have that belief, to have a, a leader behind you that is helping you to achieve. OK, you're not going to win everything and you're not going to hit every single goal that you set out to achieve but to know where you are in that to know where you are in the scheme of things where do I rank maybe you know a league table helping people to know what is the benchmark am I average am I better than average am I actually lower than average do I have a lot of skills and abilities that I have to improve in this area so knowing where they're at can really help them to be much more engaged if nobody knows uh, what they're playing for if they don't know if they're doing a good job if they don't know the score when they're on the pitch how are they going to be able to know how much further they have to go to know how much effort it's going to take to get there? So that is really, really important as well. Surveys. Asking your team. I talked about getting their buy-in and asking them for information from you. Surveys are a brilliant way to do that, to ask them how engaged, what they like, what they don't like, what they're unhappy with. An employee engagement survey uh, I would always suggest is sent out a minimum of every six months because your team also change, right? You've got people coming, people leaving, people. There's so much that happens in the cycle of a business over a, a course of six months that it could change dramatically uh, also with the initiatives or some of the business strategies that you have um, now put in place. You want to know how those are going and what the follow up is from also from the survey previously to show that you have listened and to see what result that, that has brought. Now, one of the key questions that was in there was about best friends at work, right? An employee engagement survey. Have you got a close friend at work? Have you got a best friend at work? And this I'll, I'll go into this in more detail on one of the next podcasts that I know is coming up, uh, but it is really important to retention when someone remember I said about the four big human needs. Well, to feel like we belong when we feel like we belong, it's because we've got friends, we've got meaningful relationships with people that isn't just a work based relationship. Right. It's not. You maybe you've shared experiences with them. You spent time with them outside of the workplace. So it really matters about the relationships that people have within the team as well. So ensure that if you are asking surveys, you are asking them uh, about the relationships that they have, the relationship with their leaders. It is really important to know uh, how your managers are being perceived and the relationships that they have and also whether they have friends and, and connections within the team that they have. Products and prices. Are your team engaged? Like, do they know enough and do they have the knowledge in the products and prices to feel connected to them? Do they know why they were created, what they're for and what the benefits to the customer are? Because they can't get excited or enthusiastic about a product. They don't know enough about it. Now, it doesn't mean that they're going to become the walking, talking encyclopedia of those products and start kind of regurgitating all of the information. But it means that they can present them and they feel connected to them they feel like I understand why we offer this product and I have a holistic view on, on what this particular product or service is uh, so helping them to to connect with that whether it's they have to spend time in a different department whether they have to um, you know do some research and do some education on them as well 
that's that's great but to feel connected to those they're going to be able to present them to your customers they're going to be able to present them and recommend them to other people and become real brand ambassadors of what you do there's a couple more pieces in this again i i this employee engagement is what i do it's how but it's it's the environment that you create it's the initiatives that you have it's those connections that you have as well and one of the things that i really promote being a qualified counsellor as well as um, in HR management and a, a learning and performance consultant is what is called a WOYM session. Now, I created these. It's a what's on your mind session. What's on your mind? What's on your mind today? What else is on your mind today? Being able to have non-objective conversations with your team or to have a session where you speak to them about what they love, what they don't love, where where things are at with them and their feelings and how connected they are because engagement is when there are feelings involved we can and I talk about you know it's emotioneering we're emotioneering human performance not engineering it and it is those feelings and those emotions that matter uh, when it comes to improving uh, performance within teams accountability I've talked, I talked about everything. I did touch on it a little bit with goal setting, but I talked about everything before the accountability. And I'll tell you why, because this is an outside uh, consultant. As someone who works um, that is outsourced within a lot of businesses, the one thing that I do not have the ability to do and press the button on is accountability. Imagine leading a team and you know that no person in that team is ever leaving. Imagine that. They can never leave. Now what do you do? Now what do you do? Now what's in your toolkit? Because you know that there is no way that any of those team um, people can change, any of them. So now it's about looking at, well, actually, I have all of these other amazing initiatives and things that I can do to engage people with the process. The bottom line is, though, is that if I have accountability, fantastic. But I want you to sometimes forget it exists because there's other ways to be able to engage people. It was one of the biggest challenges when I moved from being a manager and being a leader of people and being directly responsible to being a consultant. We advise, we encourage, we suggest, but I cannot do it for you. Absolutely not. So accountability in the workplace is something that you have to an advantage in your team. Uh, it's, and I, it's strange that I'm telling you to forget it's there, but to use it when it's there. Accountability is your fairness stick. It is your it is your element of, well, there are consequences. I want to focus on all of the opportunities. And I want to focus on the positives. But for the better of the team, there is going to be accountability for when you don't show up for days on end and, and you have an authorised absence, for example, or for when um, there is something that you do that is at the detriment of the business, the integrity. For example, I, I remember working in a team where someone, uh, of course, stole credit card details. Uh, you That is gross misconduct. It's also a matter for the police. So how could there not be accountability for circumstances like that? or for when someone doesn't um, show effort. Because the uh, the other part to that is that, remember I talked about if world-class engagement starts at 36%, then there's obviously another 64% out there that have the ability to 
get on the bus, start to be a little bit more engaged. And as you start to do these initiatives, then I would hope that the engagement would start to increase and rise. It's not fair to the people that have started to get onto the bus, the people that are engaged and are doing things to drive the business forward and the good of the team. And they want to help the community, the society to, they have so much purpose in, in their work. It's unfair to them to not have accountability at place, to be able to uh, ensure that everybody really feels like they are valued because part of being valued means that you value them because there is a, a, there is a fair and safe workplace uh, to be within. So that's the podcast today. I've dug deep in onto how you can engage employees and how it can be improved. I hope that there has been food for thought and I hope that you enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for listening to the Emotioneering Podcast with me, Melissa Curran, today. It's been great. Remember to subscribe to Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, or all three. You can also come to the website, modernmindgroup.com, where you can subscribe there, stay in contact, and let us know what you really think. Give us the feedback. This is going to get better by knowing what you think. Uh, Has this given you food for thought? Has it helped you change something? What has it inspired? Let us know because that's why we're doing it. It's all about the people, people, people. (laughs) Have a great day and ciao for now.